0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Be Great Podcast. This is your host, Allende Abraham, and I'm here with my co-host, Keldrick for Remember that becoming great begins with a great conversation. Today, we have Mr. Nico Johnson. He's a motivational speaker, and he's a, a consultant for his company called speak. SPEAK. stands for SPEAK stands for Service, Positivity, Excellence, Authenticity, and Knowledge. His motto is, let your life do the talking. Nico Johnson is also, he's the founder of his coaching and consulting company. So today, Nico, I wanted, I wanted you to introduce yourself before we actually get, it, get started. And he's also the author of two books called The Emerging Men and Resilience to Greatness. So Nico, without further ado, knowledge, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh yeah, no problem. Any, anytime, And I appreciate you guys having me on and uh,
1: making time to get this thing together. Yes, sir. Cool.
0: All right. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, give us a, just a small introduction about yourself. You know, tell us where you're from and what led you to start the Speak, uh, your, your company, coaching and consulting company.
1: Gotcha. So originally I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, so I'm a southerner. Uh, grew up there until about age 13. Uh, my family relocated to Augusta, Georgia. Uh, spent about six years in Augusta, Georgia, um, have some challenges as a young man, ended up having a child as a teenager, and uh, I needed to feed my kids, so I ended up joining the military. Uh, from there, I've uh, been in the military for the past 25 years, um, United States Air Force, and just kind of worked my way up through the years and ended up finding some success over these last uh, final or, or later years of my career, I should say. Um, and it allowed me to identify some strengths of me that I didn't know I possessed. Uh, I've been put in positions that kind of took me out of my comfort zone. Uh, I've been stationed in some places that weren't uh, familiar to me. And throughout that process, as I, as I progressed throughout the years, again, I realized I had some strengths. I realized I was good at connecting with people. And I realized I had some leadership ability that didn't know I possessed because I didn't have the confidence in myself um, as I came up from a kid to a young man, to an adult. And now as a leader, um, so my goal is to help others discover that in, inside themselves, what they have inside themselves as well, um, to help others realize they have more strengths inside of them. They can lead. We all have the ability to lead. Some of us may be born with, a, you know, kind of a, a inclination or, or, or more natural gift for leadership, um, but we can be trained for it. We can be developed for it. Um, there's something in us. There's a gift in us. There's a strength in us that we all have. And my goal is to help others identify that Um, and to help organizations that already have leaders to become more effective leaders in their organizations, in their personal or professional life. Um, So that's what I do. I have a love for it. I did not know that this was the path I was going to be on, but I was placed in a position about about eight years ago. And it really just it really opened my eyes. I realized my calling. And so now I want to do that inside and outside of my Military realm and and that's what I do.
0: That's wow! What I do. Uh, so you you said a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, having a kid as a teenager, yes, uh, and and I think, you know, you you have a book called Resilience to Greatness and the Emerging Man Oh mm-hmm. Emerging Man. So having a son or a child at as a teenager, and where you are now, you know, how did that shape you to be a resilient man and right. how are you and how has that helped you even in your life uh, professionally
1: for sure um uh, so it actually took some resilience so it's actually a daughter my oldest child uh, is a, a female my daughter crystal um mm-hmm. having, having her at, a ni- at 19 years old i'm sorry at 17 years old it's uh, uh it was a challenge i uh, still in high school um to young parents and, and and it was a struggle. Again, she was the reason I joined the military. And I actually tell that story um tell the entire story in the book Emerging Men. Um cuz I had to grow up real fast. Had to become a man really fast. But it did also contribute to my resilience um, as a father, as a leader, um as as a husband now, right? It, it it contributed to all of that because I actually raised Crystal. Um And I'll I'll give you a little snippet, and I I could go on and on about that story, but just tell you something. When she was born, um, we were two young teens, right? Um, Her grandmother was unhappy about the relationship, and I ended up losing total, complete contact with Kristen uh, when she was about 10 months old. Um, I didn't see her from 10 months old until she was four years old, and a whole lot (laughs) happened between that point. But um, long story short, her grandmother passed away. her mother. Crystal's mother went to prison. And I was stationed in Montana, states and states and states and states away from Georgia. And just so happened that my best friend was dating a girl whose mother was the caseworker on Crystal's case. Crystal was put in a in a in a foster home because um, her mother went to prison and there was nobody to care for her. Caseworker said my name sounded familiar. You know, who's Nico Johnson? I've heard that name before. Went home, asked her daughter. Her daughter was like, yeah, I know, Nico. We went to high school together. That's Kendall's best friend. So her daughter got in touch with my best friend, who in turn got in touch with me and got my address. I was living way in Montana at the time. Hmm. And I received a court subpoena to come to court and claim my child. Um, that's, That's only divine right there. That's only God right there. I had no idea where she was, had no communication with no one in her family. And one day in the mail, I get a letter saying, hey, come to court. And um, after it took some time, after some time, I eventually got custody of Crystal, and I raised her from age four
0: until she was a woman. And that, wow. It took a lot of ups along the way, so that's some serious wow. resilience right there. Wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! That that is a lot of resilience, um, man. That that kind of makes sense, like, and it aligns with your message and the the company that you have where you said let your life like do the talking yeah do you feel like after going like going through that situation and now that you're you know older how mm-hmm. did you is that where the let your life do the talking came from and where, where did how did that how did that tie into or how does let your life like do the talking sure tie into your your uh, personal testimony Right. So
1: that, that story is part of the, the bigger the bigger picture, the bigger story of, of letting your life do the talking. Um, it's, it's all about connection. It's all about trust. Um, because we all communicate, whether we want to or not, whether we're talking or not, we all communicate. But is anybody actually listening? Right. Mm-hmm. We all got something to say, but are we truly connecting with people? Right. Are we communicating something? Are we reaching people or are we just running our mouths? right because if there's no trust then we're just running our mouths we can talk all day long um, but we've got to let our lives do the talking and your actions and, and the things you're doing when you let your life speak then you are actually creating that connection now we're getting that trust and when people trust you you're building relationships and anyone who wants to be a leader again in their personal life in their relationship in their career anyone who wants to be a leader you must be able to develop develop relationships Uh, Because relationships, that is the key to leadership, period. If you want somebody to follow you, you've got to find a way to connect with those individuals. And that connected to the the bigger picture for me. So Crystal's experience. Now, as a leader, when I meet a single parent, I've got some credibility because i live lived that life. Um, As a leader, when I meet a young minority who joins the military and gets stationed at a place where there's just not a lot of people who look and talk like them. I've been through that. So I've I've got some credibility. You know, I've lived that life Um, as a leader. When I meet someone or when I'm leading someone who's going through a divorce, I live that life. I, I know all about it. Right. Uh, the teenage parent, the divorce, you know, the, the bankruptcy, the being profiled, right. The, the person who's trying to get their life together spiritually and now they're being called weird or what you're doing or you, you do what, and you go on what day or you whatever I've lived that life. So, It gives me a lot of credibility so that when i am talking to my people when i'm leading my subordinates or when i'm training leaders um i've been through it i've been in trouble in the military i've lost rank you know i've had money issues i've had relationship issues so again i ain't just up there on the stage running my mouth i'm not just in the classroom running my mouth i'm not just in the office sitting across from another person running my mouth i'm speaking from experience and that allows me to connect with individuals. It allows people to trust me. And when I'm leading, my actions are, are, are matching up with my words. Um, so again, from, from 17 years old all the way up to where I am now, uh, I, I allow my actions to to match my words and, and try to just lead a certain way to where I'm connecting with people. I prioritize people. We have a saying where I work. It's people are my business. People are my business. So that's what I do. Um, and that's why I let why I try to let my life speak every day
0: Wow. people are a business oh, yeah. and I think one of the things you also said that I also just like connected with was when you say you kind of like let your life I mean I love the I just love it like that motto is like let your life really do the talking because there is a level of influence there's a level of Connection that you make with people when it comes to developing that relationship, when you speak from your own life experience, because is it serves as a level of evidence that of what's possible. Like you said, you can talk to a single parent because you went through the experience. You can talk to a minority who's joining the military to serve this country, but then they're placed in positions where they don't have people you know that look like them, and you're able to make that connection with them to let them know like hey you know that this is possible and that also goes into like the service aspect of speak, you know that goes into the positivity um, and that goes into the excellence and authenticity uh, that you promote you know so even even in you know speak, you know i see that as it was well thought out and it was it came from a place of like you said your your personal experience Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And and that's extremely important. It, you got to be in there, and that everything you just said, it really falls under that authentic, authenticity, right? We got to be authentic in what we're doing. We can't be looking at what Allende is doing and try to copy off of him, right? Can't look at what Keldrick is doing and try to take his mold. You, you got to be authentic. You got to do it your own way. Uh, when I first took a, a certain or particular leadership position about eight years ago, um, I tried to turn it down. And my leader at the time, you know, I said, Hey, man, I can't do that. I, I see, I see how you lead every day and I can't be that. And then he just started laughing, you know, uh, he was on the phone. He started laughing at me and he said, Hey man, I don't need you to be who I am. I don't need you to be me. He said, I see how you conduct your business. I see how professional you are. And I see how your people respond to you. We need you leading on a, on a bigger level, um, on a bigger stage. And, and I think you have what it takes to do that. Um, It took several conversations for him to convince me to accept that position. Uh, But once I did, I did realize I fell in love with it, first of all, and I realized I can be me. I can be the chill, quiet leader, uh, quiet to a certain extent, but I can be the chill, calm demeanor and still lead effectively. Um, I don't have to go around with a hammer. I don't have to break people down when they mess up. Um, I'm not, I hold them accountable. You know, I do what I gotta do when we get serious, it's time to get serious, but I'm not the loudest person that you're gonna hear when it's time to handle business, but I will handle business and make sure my folks are, are doing what they're supposed to do to accomplish whatever the mission is for that organization. Uh, so that authenticity piece is, is a huge one for me because I lived in the shadows of other people, uh, people who had more bigger presence, people who had a bigger voice, uh, people who had more confidence, I would stay back in the shadows watching them, wishing that was me. Um, But once I realized I can lead effectively with my own personality, that confidence came out, right? That comfort zone got much larger and my effectiveness, I mean, just started, it went through the roof. And I've just kind of been on an upward trajectory since then.
0: Mm. Man, That's solid. That's solid. You basically were able to give you, being your authentic self, and from your authenticity, you were able to, you know, share your knowledge with those who you are actually leading to. Absolutely, yeah. KJ, do you have anything you want to?
2: Yes, add? yes, yes. And speaking of people, um, as well, part of speaks, um, wanted to, uh, know, uh, for the podcast though, and the people who are listening, how many people have you in, inspired along the way?
1: Oh man, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Um, So I will say, I will say countless people along the way, but, but deliberately um, over these past, I'll say since 2016, I've been placed in a higher, higher position to lead organizations. Prior to that, it was onesies, twosies at a time. But since 2016, um, 2016, I was assigned to an organization that had uh, 700 people. Um, So we we led well there. Then I went to another organization that had about uh, 300 people. The next organization had 400 people. Then I moved up to a a leader training program uh, over on Gunner locally to to where we are in in Montgomery. And I trained 700 leaders a year. Um, I did that for about two and a half years and then I moved over to the Maxwell side here in Montgomery as well and I trained about 900 leaders a year and that propelled me to the position I'm at now in Louisiana. Um, I'm headquartered out of Barksdale Air Force Base in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, now the realm of responsibility is 34,000 people um, so I travel at least two weeks out of the month. Um, just got off the road a few days ago and I'm back on the road this afternoon but i uh, I travel at least two two to three weeks out of the month to reach all of those people, talk to them, see what their needs are. I'm responsible for their quality of life, their well-being, their training, and making sure that our military commanders are presented with a mission-ready force. So my focus is to get that force mission ready, whether it's professional concerns, personal concerns, family concerns, discipline, got to administer discipline as well. Uh, But right now, it's 34,000 people under under my, um, my under my realm of influence and responsible for.
2: Great, great, great. And um as I um scrolled and panned through your Facebook content of information, you have great inspiring information um that will help a lot of people even grow as leaders, individuals, or other people. But um if you could briefly um in reference to your book, what what motive or what gains you to you know, write the book, pushing with the book, what pushed you to the level of thinking of speak itself. How, how I phase on through.
1: Yes, sir. So um, so again, as, as I grew in confidence, I wanted more of what I was doing. I never saw myself in a position of leadership. I never saw myself leading people, coaching people, training leaders, I'm like what <laughs> little little Nico Johnson training leaders. Um, so as I saw myself doing that, I, I again I fell in love with it. I wanted more of that and I wanted to be able to make an impact on people. Um, as the young, quiet guy who kind of excelled in his career, I'm like, man, there's there's so many, there's so many others out there like me who've lived who are living what I what I used to live, who don't have the confidence in themselves. And then there are so many leaders that are leading right now who are not as effective, who are not reaching everyone they can reach because they're they're missing, there's some blind spots, there's some issues there. Um, And I can speak for those people as well. So I decided, hey, I wanna take some more coaching programs. I wanna take some professional development courses to enhance my abilities to to speak, right? And and I mean, verbally speaking, right? To to do keynote speeches. Uh, I wanna become a better trainer. I wanna become a better developer of leaders. So I began to take several courses. And as I took those courses, I began to network with other students in those courses, and, and we created some bonds. And so the two books that I'm involved in, I'm co-author in those books. There are several authors. In um, and, and The Emerging Men, there's five authors in that book. And in Resilience to Greatness, there's, there's about 17 authors in that book. And we all just took a chapter and told a story. Um, so I shared a story of resilience and Resilience to Greatness. That was from early in my career where i i heard a guy call me dumb behind my back and um it it, it ignited a fire in me that still i'm rolling to this day um to never let anyone call me that again uh, as a, when i was a young technician so there again there's a lot a lot of details in, in the story itself but that connecting and networking with the other professionals in those groups they reached out to me and said hey we want you to be a part of our projects so both of those projects Um, I'm not the visionary on those, but I was invited to be a part of that. And I said, heck yeah, I want to be a part of it because I want that experience. Um, I accepted that experience, went through, you know, the writing, the editing, the, and and all of that with, with the publishing and working with those individuals, which was great experiences for me and allowed me to get a couple of my stories out as I prepare to eventually, um, develop and, and write and, and, and push my own book but I'm, I'm taking my time on that. I'm letting it slow roast and, and we'll get to that when the timing, timing is right. I don't want to do it just to do it. Um, I want to wait till the timing is right and and uh, put it out there.
2: Right. All right. right, right. And um, like I said, great information. One thing that I definitely hear you speak through the whole interview is leadership. And mm-hmm. uh, briefly, Um, Because, you know, we all on this um, interview as of now, and then those who are listeners could be leaders as well. If you could briefly tell us what is is leadership and what it all comes with. Because there are so many faces of people who have a different aspect of leadership. Leadership should be followed for us as, oh, I'm in control. (laughs) That's <laughs> what leadership is all about. You may be in control or whatever that happened then, but there, but like, as you said beforehand, it all depends dep- on how right. you control, what do you say, how you're able to engage and affect the people. So if you could briefly tell us um, sure. what is leadership and how becoming a leader can be.
1: Wow, for sure. So, so real quick, um... Leadership is connection. Talked about it earlier. Leadership is relationships, right? Building relationships, the ability to do that. Whatever that relationship is, whatever situation you're in, your ability to connect. But first, you talked about being in control. As a leader, you must be able to control yourself first. You got to know yourself. You got to control yourself. Um, You have to know people. And that way you can influence people. Because if you don't understand people, you will try to control them. You will try to force things on them and that will make you a much less effective leader. Now you can get by on fear, you can get by on manipulation, but eventually it's gonna all crash down, right? Look at all the kings and leaders who led through fear and through manipulation. At some point it's gonna crash, right? So it's through connection, it's through influence, it's through trust, it's through building relationships. A leader is a nurturer, right? They're gonna take care of their people and make sure they're protected and have what they need. A leader is creative, they're going to find ways to get things done, even in the most uncomfortable situations. A leader is a guardian, right? They're going to follow steps, right? They're going to make sure that we're doing things the right way, that the organization runs effectively. We're managing money, we're managing resources, we're managing people. A leader is a connector, right? An inspiring person. Your words and your actions will inspire the people around you. You will network and bring people together, right? And a leader is someone who's just going to get things done. A pioneer is what we call it. A leader is a pioneer, right? At the end of the day, we got to get things done. And at the end of the day, we got to win, right? That organization has a mission. That family has a mission. That church has a mission. That city has a mission. Whatever level you're leading on, that school has a mission. And we need a pioneer that's going to be brave and lead our folks to victory, right? A leader has to be all of those things, but I just mentioned five aspects of a leader. Some of those things butt heads with each other. A leader has to be all of those, even though they're not comfortable with one or the other. Right? Um, if, you try, if you're left-handed, you try to write with your right hand, it's going to be real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If you're right-handed, you try to write with your left hand, it's going to be really uncomfortable. But if you do that consistently, practice it every single day, over and over and over and over, eventually you're going to get more comfortable writing with that offhand. And that's how it is with leadership. There are people in your organization who has a totally opposite personality than you. Somebody you can't get along with, somebody you can't stand, but it's really just a communication and personality difference. Um, As you continue to develop yourself as a leader, understand why this person talks, acts, thinks the way they do, understand how people view you as a leader. Again, bring it back to yourself. If I understand how people see me, it's going to totally change the way that I lead. Because I didn't realize it at the time. If I understand why you respond the way that you respond to me, Keldrick, and I and I think this dude just I just can't stand this dude. I can't stand his personality. But the more I begin to understand what a nurturer is, what a connector is, what a guardian is, right? What a uh uh um uh, oh my goodness, creative is and what a pioneer is, the more I get to understand what those individual leadership personalities are the better I can become as a leader and the more I can bring my team together and be a voice for those who don't have a voice. Slow down the ones that are a little too boisterous, connect and build that team together. And again, first starting with myself and then leading with my team. I can go all day, but I'll, I'll shut up. You said briefly, so let me let me be brief. Well, yeah. you,
2: told, you told some great information uh, because it can not only help us but uh, help others who are listening who are leaders out there and kind of mold them into a way of connection having yeah. that having that ability like like your company said speak knowing how to speak and how to talk to people but i um, do yeah. you they have anything else
0: no nika those those five points the things that you said and the first thing is about leaving ourselves you know i think i, I have to also implement that in our own personal lives. I mean, because no one's gonna follow any of us if we don't, you know what I'm saying, lead ourselves. And that that comes through nurturing, creative. I wrote it down, nurture, creative, being a guardian, connector, and a pioneer, meaning leading, you know, with a mission in mind. So, you know, I definitely thank you for sharing those last five points. Quick, um, those are great questions that you asked as well. I also wanted to know um before we wrap up, um, and mm-hmm. closing remarks. Uh, Nika, what what does greatness mean to you? And how what message would you like to leave? What's the take take home message that you would like uh, our listeners to leave with today? And then finally, uh, where can they and 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 close all also with? Um, how can people connect with you? And where can they find you?
1: Gotcha. Hey, so uh, greatness is is not about what you can accomplish as an individual. Greatness is not about your status, your rank, um, your paycheck. How high, you know? I talked about you guys. I, I talked to you guys earlier, and I said I got thirty-four people that I'm thirty-four thousand people that I'm responsible for. Sounds great, <laughs> right? It sounds great. But greatness is not about what Nico Johnson can accomplish. Greatness mm-hmm. is not about what Speak Coaching and Consulting LLC can accomplish. Greatness is about what the people I influence can accomplish. Mm-hmm. If people are thriving, that's greatness, right? That's greatness. I can do good all day, but I'm one person. But if I can lead others to success, if I can lead others to greatness, if I can lead others to God and a great spiritual life as well, that's that's greatness. Now you've accomplished something, right? It's all about service. Oh, I'm looking backwards on the screen. It's all about service, positivity, excellence, authenticity, and knowledge. The more that you serve people, you will eventually find your calling. You will find what's right. Just serve. Just give. Just Experience things, step out of that comfort zone. You gotta show you what's, what's for you, right? Positivity. There's a man named Carl Menninger who said, environment is more important than heredity. Mm. Your environment is more important than your heredity. The people you have around you, the processes you have around you, the things you have in your environment can be more impactful than the blood we've got flowing through our veins, right? Because I've seen it. I've been pulled out of the absolute worst circumstances and conditions and put in the right environment and it's totally transformed my life. And it's totally transformed people's lives that you know, if, if not yourself, right? Excellence. The more we pursue excellence every day, again, we're going to get great at something. We're going to get great at something. We just don't know what it is yet. Pursue excellence in everything you do. Of course, I had a leader that tell me, crush everything you do, and eventually you'll be able to turn, turn, turn opportunities down because you have more things on your plate than you can handle. Authenticity. I told you guys about the leader. I can't even point at my own shirt, sorry. I told you guys about the leader who put me in a position that I wasn't comfortable for and told me to just lead, just be myself. And I did that. And and I grew as a leader, just being the authentic person that I am so that I know what that's all about, right? Authenticity. Lead authentically. Don't try to be anyone else. You can learn from other people, but put that into your own personality and who you are and what you can be. And then knowledge, right? And there's no finish line heard a great leader say that there is no finish line you got to that job you wanted to get you got to that level in your career and then we kind of stall out because we reached there is no finish line right even once my military career is done i'm continuing to roll and lead and affect and serve people out in the community so knowledge always develop ourselves and and get that knowledge you can find me face me at um find me on facebook at let your life speak um you can find me at speaktowin.net. Speak. That's S-P-E-A-K, the number two, and then W-I-N speaktowin.net. Um, if you like to connect, and then you know that's that's what I'm doing, that's where I'm at. I'm on Instagram as well at Nico Johnson and at Nico J J Nico J Senior Speak, and I'm on LinkedIn at Nico Johnson Singer. Um, you can find me in all those places, and I'll be more than happy to meet with you on Zoom or come see you in person or whatever we need to do to get some leader development for you personally and professionally. Uh, I'll wrap it up there. Thanks, fellas.
0: Yes, sir. Nico, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you.
1: Oh, yeah. No problem at all. Thanks for having me.
0: And again, everyone, Nico just dropped a bunch of great gems. And remember that becoming great begins with a great conversation. So please share this podcast with someone that you think that this would definitely be helpful for. And also, if you were inspired, go out and inspire others and create create your own social proof and create your be authentic be your authentic self as well. Thank you all for listening, and y'all have a blessed day. Appreciate it, fellas. Yes, sir. Thank you.